Greetings one and all, wherever you are in the universe, metaverse or rainbow. Welcome to an Espresso Shot of Confidence, the podcast that explores all aspects of confidence, challenges taboos and unhelpful narratives, and empowers you to be awesome, loudly and proudly. It's time for you to grab a drink and settle in for the next however long this episode is. I'm your host, the master of awesomeness, Ashley Griffiths. And today we'll be talking about the power of self-belief and how it can help change existing narratives in our own lives and in society as a whole. So we live in a world where we love to label everything. In the business world, someone's value and worth are determined by their job title. There've been many attempts to change existing work cultures and the way different groups of people are perceived in work and society as a whole. However, many parts of society still resemble a pyramid with power filtering down from the top and other layers having to do as they are told. As a result, many people get stuck with loads of work, little say and little respect. Luckily, there are some awesome business people out there that are working tirelessly to change this. And who better to talk to about this than Skevi Constantino? Did I do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's the first name I haven't butchered on this show. Fabulous. Anyway, Skevi Constantino, the founder of the PA Way, a multi-award winning global professional and lifestyle platform for assistance and business support professionals. She is a massive advocate for people in the PAVA sector and is always finding new ways to support her industry and change the existing narrative. Awesome to have you, mate. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Good to be here. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure having you. So could you tell the universe a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so um, I'm Skevy, um, and I am a former executive assistant. And in 2018, I went to bed, and then I woke up, and I'd seen a platform in my dream called the PA Way, um, which essentially is a professional learning and lifestyle platform for the assistant support profession. And yeah, I've set about to teach myself how to build this online community. Um, and yeah, and I'm based in the West Midlands in the UK. Fabulous. And how long has the PA way been going for now? It was the fourth business birthday on Sunday, so four years. Yay! I, I would I would give you a round of applause, but I'll get tangled up with all my wires if I do that. So uh, we we won't do that. So the PA way has been going for four years. You just had another your fourth business birthday. So I mean, what inspired you? I mean, obviously, you just said that you had a dream and it kind of came to you in the dream. But what was it that really inspired you to actually make that dream into reality? So, um, obviously the dream was unexpected. I didn't think I'd go to sleep and see like a, a website in, in my dream. But for me, the catalyst was because I was an executive assistant at the time, you know, in, in the midst of my career. Um, and there was nothing that I felt resonated with me on a level as an assistant, both personally and professionally. So I set about to create a platform that essentially is the platform that I wish I had when I was still um, an assistant. Um, and just to change the narrative of the profession of you're not just an assistant, you're so much more than that. We are people first and assistants in our roles. 
So I wanted to create something really fun, fresh and exciting where assistants can level up, which is the strap line of the PAUA, um, and give them a platform and a voice to be celebrated, rewarded and recognised for the brilliance that they are. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that's that's the thing, isn't it, in so many so many areas of society. You're, you're labelled, you're given a job title first and then the, everything else comes second. That's something that, that's never really sat right with me in society, the fact that that's the case. One of the things I noticed um, during the pandemic um, was an influx of people like virtual assistants showing up on social media. Because obviously, as you know, a lot of people uh, were either put on furlough or they decided that, you know, this is the catalyst to get off the hamster wheel, to get out of here, to actually start something new. And I still see a lot of people umming and ahhing about, should we get out of this job? Should I stick with it? I don't really like it. Should I just go alone? So for people that are maybe considering you know, not just VA, but anyone in general who may be thinking, I'm just going to get off the hamster wheel and and start something, start my own thing, start my own business. What advice would you give to them? So with virtual assistants, um, they are so important to the profession. And I'm approached weekly by people saying, I'd like to start my own virtual assistant company as a side hustle um, and respectfully Owning your own VA business is not a side hustle. It is an actual career. Um, and so I try to educate people who say being a VA is a side hustle, as I feel that allows some level of disrespect to my mm -hmm. colleagues who are virtual assistants globally. Uh, being a virtual assistant is um, a really hard role, but one that's really rewarding because they are creating their own businesses. So if anybody had... Um, an idea or a dream or a concept and that you know they're, they're still thinking on it or they haven't taken any action my advice is just go for it and I know that sounds easier said than done but if I woke up and thought oh I'm going to go and have my cocoa pops and just forget about that dream I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you Ashley I wouldn't have created the PA way and what I did was just literally use the skill set that I had where I just started mapping out piece by piece you know, I'm not expecting people to create business overnight. It doesn't happen like that. Um, and so to those people, I just say, trust your intuition, trust your gut, go for it and just give it your best shot because everything that you want is on the other side of fear. You might have your best business breakthrough by pushing that comfort zone and those boundaries. Um, so just give, take a bet on yourself, you know, and you're, you more than likely will succeed with it. And if you don't, then at least you have that learning experience to be able to learn up next time and level up when you want to do something again. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think the whole aspect of fear, isn't it? And I see this not just in, in whether you're deciding to do a business. I see this with people maybe going onto social media and putting content out there or doing videos or anything like that. It's always this fear of the unknown. Yeah. Because you're challenging yourself. You put, like you said, you're pushing yourself out of that comfort zone. And, and it is uncomfortable at times. I'm sure, sure, you know, as you've been building your business, you know, there's been times where you think, what the bloody hell am I doing? Why have I done this to myself? It's, it can be, it can be very uncomfortable at times, but I think the most important, one of the most important things, and, and I've talked to this 
um, many times with, with other people on the podcast and, and with clients is, is that step by step, right? Making the decision and then going step by step and just making sure that you, um, that you see it through. Yeah. Love yeah. that. I'm very much a self-starter in that sense. And I always have been. Um, I think because I'm so aligned to wanting to help people as best as I can, I am like a huge empath. And since I was a child, I've always just wanted to help other people in some way, shape or form. So for me, that's, that's always going to be my driving force and my catalyst. But people, you know, some people say, I'm never going to be ready. I'm not ready. And before you know it, 30, 40 years has gone in the blink of an eye. And are you still ready? So, you know, at least just try to map something out, even on a small scale, and see what you can create as a, as a result of your creativity. Oh, I, yeah, couldn't agree more with that. Looking back at my journey, I, I realized pretty much when I was 24 mm-hmm. that I didn't like working for people. And not necessarily that I didn't like being around people. I love being around people, but I didn't like all the BS that came with working for a company, the hopes you have to drive through, the, the ridiculous decisions sometimes that you would be like, wait, why are we doing this? I don't believe this. And you're asking me to go and talk to my staff or talk to people and sell this. Yeah. I can't. It's just not my nature. And But there was always that, I don't know if I can do it. I'll do it. I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. I'll do it next yeah. year. You know, and obviously you've got the security, the security, I'd say yeah. an inverted commas there of having a job um, and a salary and all the benefits and that. But I think that ultimately is a bit of a myth. Certainly the pandemic has shown that there's, mm-hmm. I don't think you really have that security. So I think that's awesome. Coming back to the PA way, you know, when I was mm-hmm. researching uh, this show, spent a lot of time just having a look on your web page uh, which i love by the way Thank you. Um, very colorful very vibrant very empowering <laughs> love it and and i found this super powerful line um we only have one rule at the pa way and that is to never underestimate your potential yeah. and that's just so empowering it's just so empowering and i think you could apply that to everyone because yeah. i think there's just so many people that I see on a daily basis that just talk down to themselves or have a negative self-talk or just don't believe in themselves. So what advice would you give to anyone that's kind of struggling with this right now? So going back to what you said about job security and how that put that, and as you said, put it in inverted commas, I think I was also like that in the sense of when I was working full-time in my career, it's job security, it's job security. But it was at the detriment of my sanity. Um, I was being hindered creatively. I was being bullied, so much stuff. Um, And for me now, with the PA way, with unlocking your potential, with all the loyal royal members who are members of the PA way, you know, and, and those in my profession, I say to them, you know, don't underestimate your potential because that self-talk is so self-sabotaging at times where I call it like toxic pollution. (laughs) And you keep saying to yourself, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I can't do that. And eventually the words that you're putting out in the universe have to match that vibrational frequency. 
And if you keep self-sabotaging and self-negative talking, then the things that are happening in your life will be of a lesser value. Um, I had one lady who messaged me and she said, Skevy, since you coached me, I'm talking only good things about myself, as in affirmations and building my confidence and leveling up. She goes, the opportunities that have now come into my life as a result, I never would have had. And she goes, and I genuinely believe it's because you told me like what you put out, you get back in return. Yeah. Um, so you put out positive, you're going to get positive. And, you know, we all go through a lot of things and up and down, but it's just trying to have that self-belief of I am worthy. I do deserve to be here. I have earned my place. You know, I am enough. You know, I am enough. enough. Um, so, yeah, just try to re re-educate uh, your mindset to believe in yourself, even if it's just like 1% a day. I um, mean, you'll start to increase that level of confidence. Oh, I love that. I think that's so, so important. I did a podcast a little while back um, about the words, the language we use when we talk to each other and words such as should and try and I can't yeah. and I never. These mm -hmm. are really, really negative words if you kind of keep using them and keep saying, oh, I'll never do it or I can't do something or I should do it. I mean, again, like you said, you transmit that energy out. So yeah. even, even if you somehow, if you have maybe a confident exterior mm -hmm. and you're able to kind of transmit a confidence outside your energy or vibration, as you said, will not be aligned and people no. pick up on that. People really do on a, on a subconscious level. They'll go, he doesn't believe what he's saying. She doesn't believe what they're talking about. So yeah, you've got to believe it, haven't you, with every core of every fiber of your being. And I'm a natural worrier by default. It's just who I've been like since I was a child, obviously having a Greek secret background as well. Culturally, we worry a lot as well about everyone and everything. <laughs> and I am quite bad for catastrophizing things that mm -hmm. haven't even happened. And I get in my own head space and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if, what if? And then the next minute I know I've made myself so physically ill from worry about things that haven't even happened. Yep. So now I, when I, I now catch myself when I start saying like, what if, what if? And I'm like, okay, Skevy, what now? So I change that dialogue of what if to what now? And it actually really puts me back in the room headspace wise and makes me more present and grounded i'm like right okay that didn't even happen you've just conjured up a whole scenario that hasn't happened get yourself back in the room love you know and just really really realign yourself and i find it's been a really good coping mechanism so far and it stops my anxiety like kicking off and and like my worries and my angst so so yeah <laughs> yeah no i can resonate that totally resonates with me in the past had the habit of doing that as well just creating these whole narratives about oh god what happens if you know like like yeah. we were talking about before we came on air about how i've decided you know to take six weeks out of the business and the old story started coming into my mind like everyone will forget you what happens if you haven't got any clients when you come back you're going to run out of money and then the practical brain came on and it was like six weeks yeah. <laughs> six weeks 
<laughs> so I think there's, there is that danger. And I think certainly um, this might be an interesting point to explore a little bit. I think certainly when you start a business and certainly when you're flying solo and you're juggling all of that stuff, it, I think sometimes it's it's easy to get caught in your head and, yeah. and and overthink things. This is an area that I see come up time and time again in business. I've seen people overthinking their content on social media, people overthinking their strategies, overthinking whether to start a business or not, overthinking whether to have a podcast or not, overthinking their sales processes, overthinking the whole goddamn lot. So what advice would you give to people that probably just about to start or maybe are new to this journey that right now they're just overthinking everything? Yeah. Well, if I could go back to myself four years ago, I mean, I do massively overthink even now, but I'm a lot more relaxed with it because I've now tell myself daily, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And the more I keep saying it as an affirmation, the more I find like I'm calmer with my anxiety and I, I stop overthinking. Um, and to those people who may be out there overthinking and thinking they have to have every component before they can launch their business, for me personally, I, I found it hasn't worked like that. I've just literally just kind of not winged it, but kind of like gone with the flow. Yeah. And I'm always kind of like told, you need a strategy, you need a plan, and you're an executive assistant, you should have a plan. And it's like for, for a lot of things, I do have a plan for, but for the creativity, I can't put a plan or overthink it because I find it's just whatever inspires me at that moment. Yeah. My best ideas have come to me in the most random places. Like once I was like, I think I was in Sainsbury's pushing a trolley and I was about to get like probably some biscuits or something more than likely. And an idea just came in my head and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to write it down. And I was like, oh, has anyone got a pen? You know, <laughs> someone was like, you are love, you know, <laughs> love it. Right back of the biscuits or whatever it was. But once you ignite and unlock that part of your brain, Mm -hmm. that you give yourself permission to not overthink that's when you start unlocking that potential and start seeing those creative uh, ideas come into fruition so if anything try not to overthink trust the process relax have fun with it as well yeah. you know have fun along the way it's not just all number crunching and getting leads and this and that and try and have fun because if you are passionate about what you do it should inspire you every morning to get up uh, and do do what you have to do i love that it, the fun aspect of it it really yeah i think there's still this notion around business that it all has to be serious and you, you know you've got to be wearing your formal wear and yeah. you've got to <laughs> turn on your business where be super professional i mean like right <laughs> now I'm, i've got this is how i dress in business i got a t-shirt on and um and have fun i know for me personally when it comes to creating content i can't i just can't sit down and do days and days and days and days and days worth of content i can't unless yeah. unless i feel immediately compelled to do it i can't set in my calendar right today i'm going to do an hour's worth of videos or i'm going to do an hour's worth of content it just doesn't work like that for me i'm too spontaneous i'll yeah. literally i mean i have i've gone one step further than than you there i i've recorded 
in supermarkets. I've got this idea. It has to come out. I've got to put it out there. I've just set it. I need to go and do Skeppy's food diaries and like film like all the biscuit choices and all the. There we go. Skevy, Skevy's family circle diaries. I like that. Yeah. That that could that could catch on. Yeah. Should, I mean, ultimately, yeah, you could definitely do that. Should I choose Gary Baldy or should I choose custard <laughs> creams? LinkedIn, oh, no, you decide. Even, custard creams do not even come into my world, dude. Seriously, don't even put custard creams into my orbit. But I, I appreciate the biscuit, but it's just not one that I think, you know needs to be put out on a party platter i just you know a good party party <laughs> ring definitely for sure yeah and a nice midget gems or ice gems whatever they're called yeah i i think to be honest with you, and I think people are really missing a trick here. I don't think you can really say that you've got a, a buffet, a party food buffet, unless you've got party <laughs> rings on the table. I, I just don't yeah. get it. I just don't get party it. Party rings will go home. Don't, don't be inviting us to your spread, your buffet, if you haven't got party rings on, on there. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but this is, the, this is the thing, though, and this is like what people maybe would um, – be surprised about if you were literally to go on and create a video or a piece of content about the party rings yeah. how well would it perform do you it, know it would get... yeah some of my best when i say like some of the best like uh stats that i've ever had like on linkedin has been about the most random random things like i could write like a really heartfelt post about the profession and it would get like a few you know Maybe a few thousand. Right about family circle biscuits. You're talking the elite come out of the woodwork. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the post goes viral. And it's like, who knew that family circle resonated with so many people? It truly, it truly does. I remember. Uh, and you absolutely. I think I remember there was this one guy that went on LinkedIn and literally did biscuit wars. And it went on, it went on. And he, I, I, I don't know the guy's stats, but it was getting some amazing engagement. So I can imagine he was getting a stack of views and I bet he got business out of it. And this comes back to, to the whole point that you were saying earlier on about being human. Yeah, you know, real people with real lives and real biscuit questions, you know, <laughs> like the people have spoken. <laughs> Haven't they just, I mean, think about it. Like when you're in the office and stuff, you know, that's people talk about this stuff when they're getting the coffee, when they're doing that. So why not yeah. do it? Why not do it on social media? So um, if anybody wants a boost in engagement, start talking about biscuits. For any health woes, <laughs> the disclaimer, so yeah. national, not be responsible for any sugar spikes. <laughs> no, most definitely not. This is uh <laughs> This is a responsibility-free zone. Um, anyway, so just um, kind of coming back to, uh, I'm sure, something that you help people with is, we kind of touched upon it earlier on, but there's a lot of people that are in jobs that don't light them up. They're doing things that they don't really like, um, and they feel stuck. Mm. So... One of the reasons that I've noticed, and I know I've, it happened with me in the past, and, and I hear it time and time again from friends, family, people on LinkedIn, is that they lack self-belief. They lack the self-belief to say, 
you know what, I'm going to change things, either by going and getting another job or, or starting their own thing. And I know you that you're an awesome person to speak about this because I know when you started your career, you you received some fairly dismissive remarks. And one of the things that always resonates with me, and, and you've said it, you know, a few times, quite a few times on your, on your social media. And I'm sure you tell say it to your, to your people in the PA way is when, um, I think an executive said to you, you walked into a boardroom and said, basically, you're not welcome here, that you'll never have your own boardroom that, and that, that lit a fire. I'm sure absolutely lit a fire. Right. So what role did self-belief play? when you made a decision to say, you know, balls to this, I'm going to get my own goddamn boardroom and change this narrative along the way. Well, because I was told when I had the idea for the PA way that I was in speech marks, just an assistant with a pipe dream. And I really feel like I need to get that printed on the t-shirt as my slogan. (laughs) Like they kept telling me, you're just an assistant with a pipe dream. But when that executive kind of like, well, not without physically throwing me out of the room, but threw me out of the room after embarrassing me and said, you know, you can't have a seat at the board table. It lit the fire for me in the sense of, well, hang on, I'm the executive assistant. I was meant to go in there to take minutes. If you're disregarding me so much like that, you know, and that's just me, I wonder if it's happening to the people. And then mm-hmm. I just, so I, I can't explain it. It was like a, a force so much bigger than I could ever fathom or consume that just kind of like went off in my heart and in, in everything. It was just like, I, I can't explain it. It was just like a really magnetic energy that just started pushing me to want to help those in my profession as best as possible to never feel like that level of humiliation that I felt in front of all the other visitors or never to feel like they, that they don't have a voice when they're so hardworking and so paramount to the success of a business in terms of a return on investment operationally across across the board. I never want an assistant or business support professional to feel like they don't have a voice or anybody for that matter, because you are made of so much special stuff and magic and you you have gifts that whether you've unlocked those gifts or not, you don't know. People often say to me, like in other interviews, like who inspires you the most? Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I don't have that one person. Um, every person that I meet has a gift, you know, even you, Ashley, you know, um, everyone has a gift that they that they share. So for me, find that inner strength somewhere and that self-belief and just push for what you want to um, push for and believe in. With, with me, I'm just doing what I can as best as I can, really. I love that. I love that. And. <laughs> And yeah, we're definitely singing off the same hymn sheet here. The fact that I always say we've all got unique gifts. Yeah. We've all got our own individual strengths. Yeah. And I don't think as humans, we celebrate that nearly enough. And especially in this country, in the UK, I mean, you're encouraged to dial it down a bit because if you shout too loudly that you're proud of yourself, you're boasting or you're arrogant, which I think is just complete nonsense. So I think it really celebrating your your own uniqueness is yeah. first and foremost you should be at the forefront of everything you do and sit down and play with it or or you can ask people that you really respect to kind of like give you some insights i know a good friend of mine did this the other week he was feeling a bit like a bit of a muddle 
and he's a very practical practical person and he, he just asked like people closest to him in like how many words what, what, what would, how would you describe me and they were writing down all of these things and it got him out of his head because he was like yeah i do resonate with that and i do see that um so yeah i will definitely echo everything that you said there believe believe in yourself don't feel like you have to be something that you're not i think this is super important and also i think it's that level of vulnerability as well sorry to interrupt. Sure. i think that's good. i think it's like what your contact your friend said that person is so courageous mm. so turned around to a group of people and said how would you describe me knowing full well that there may not saying there are but there, there, there may be like a negative word mm. or something that doesn't align with him or sure. that he thought that person would say so for me the, the courage there is that vulnerability which i think is a gift in itself because when you position yourself in that way where you are vulnerable you're opening yourself up to receiving back so much in return yeah. and it's such a deep deep thing and i read up about it quite a lot um and people think oh if i'm vulnerable it's a sign of weakness uh, for me personally i don't think vulnerability is a sign of weakness i think it's a sign of courage and bravery um, yep. to put out there um so yeah kudos to like your contact for for wanting to learn more about himself mm. and using that as a kind of like a focus group platform yeah, I love it. I mean, Brené Brown talks about this a lot, right? When she says about yeah. daring greatly, you know, yeah. to be vulnerable, that it's not a weakness, that it's a courage that, you know, in society, we're often kind of told that this is acceptable and this is not, and you end up having to just jump into boxes. And I don't yeah. think that really serves you um, at all. So I know for me, certainly since I've been exploring that, life has got easier in some ways um, yeah. because it's like, oh, wow. That was a lot easier than I thought just by saying that this to somebody instead of keeping it in my head. Sort of. Yeah. And is... you know what? As well, actually, <laughs> you don't know how who you're helping by showing that vulnerability. You might innocently turn around and say something to me, for example, or to somebody else, like that was something vulnerable for you. Mm -hmm. And to that person, they might think, oh, wow, I'm not the only one. You know, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not alone. And again, that goes back to that fire being lit in, in, inside of me, where I thought, I don't, I don't want anyone else in my profession to ever feel like how I just felt. You mm. know, and I'll do whatever I have to do to be able to champion and support them, but also make them realise they deserve that respect and recognition. I love that. I mean, I've commented on a post on LinkedIn today about this, about the whole. I feel like you, we have a platform mm -hmm. that enables us to, yes, share our stories, share our pain, share our vulnerabilities and everything. But And, and it is cathartic to show that, share yeah. that for sure. But it also, like you just said, helps people know that, wait, wow, he thinks it. And maybe they've got yeah. this perception, oh, he's really confident on social media and he feels that way my god i'm not alone i think it's a really powerful connection and obviously you know by you sharing your story i'm sure there's plenty of unfortunately there's plenty of people in your niche that have been spoken down to or mistreated or, or disrespected in some way so to know that there's somebody that's got their back yeah. that's so powerful and i feel that certainly if you feel comfortable sharing those stories i, I feel 
I'm reluctant to say obligation, but I, I kind of feel like you have a responsibility to kind of put it out there to say, look, yeah. guys, you're not you're not on your own. I mean, what's yeah. your thoughts on that? Well, they're definitely not on their own because, you know, when you've got people that are creating platform, there are resources out there. And for me, I did think I was really alone, especially with like a lot of the bullying that I went through. I didn't realize that there were communities out there. So that's why the PA way works with the Princess Diana Award uh, to combat um, bullying in education through resources, programs, mentorship. These are all things that I was I had no idea were available to me when I was getting bullied in education and even now like in my corporate career when I experienced bullying as well mm-hmm. I, I felt so alone and I was going through all the correct channels and everything and still meeting loads of barriers so to those people I say you're not alone please don't ever feel like you're alone and there are resources and communities and platforms that will support you in a safe place yeah. um, and in a private place where you are respected and and not made to feel how you are in your current situation if you are being bullied um i wouldn't wish it on anyone and um, no. you know um and everyone deserves to have that level of respect and just to be able to go to school home work wherever it is and and know that they can be in a safe environment everyone deserves that level of respect Oh, totally. Generally, I see a lot of disrespect dished out on social media mm-hmm. um, with perception, you know, how dare you have an opinion about this? How dare you say that? And and I know that be it trolling or angry people, I know that puts a lot of people off from putting themselves out there, from mm-hmm. creating content and saying, look, I've got a business. Um, and I know a lot of other people start thinking, oh, well, if I post this, people are going to think I'm too salesy or this, that, and the other. And, and again, it comes back, I think, t- people that have a tendency to overthink things. Now, what would your advice be to, say, a new business owner that's just about to launch their business, just about to tell the world they're here, but they, they have concerns about showing up online? Yeah, I mean, I think it's down to the individual how comfortable they feel. And, you know, I would never want to advise someone who genuinely just is concerned or worried to, like, constantly go on social media because it can be daunting, and it was for me as well. I mean, I started off on LinkedIn in 2015, and I was just literally like, hi, everyone, um, I'm Skevy, I'm in Wolverhampton, and, you know, my parents got chipped off and this and that and the other. And, like, now that I look back on all these things it's just like how much you grow on social Mm. so for me it's kind of like find the platform that you feel like you can turn up and talk about a lot so for me personally i'm not very good on instagram try my best but not but for me linkedin i just feel like that's where a lot of the community that i work towards changing for is on so i think find a platform that you feel comfortable Mm. to create content and just be authentically yourself because if you go on there masking who you are and then pretending to be this this and that and then somebody meets you offline at an event or something you know imagine like someone meeting me and be like you don't even like family circle biscuits you 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 pasta you know (laughs) i'd be i'd be heartbroken if that was the case (laughs) Gemmy. You'd be like, right, blocked. <laughs> we're done. We're done here. There is no. We're not. There's no way that we can come back from this. It's yeah. been all a lie. I don't like family circle. <laughs> don't 
don't like Yorkshire tea. I don't like family circle. <laughs> I feel like I've just been punched. Like you said, I mean, it's all about being authentic, isn't it? It's all about yeah. embracing what, what you it's truly that. are. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I think we got you know started talking really uh, about just kind of laughing and joking about biscuits and music and and all of that (laughs) stuff and it was just on a business platform by the way if anybody out there is still thinking linkedin is just business um i I really encourage people like like you said just to be authentic to be you to be true to who you are and just show up you know what what have you got to lose and I often say to my clients or people in my network or in my content, the world will not explode if you put a video out. The world will not explode if you put a piece of content out. Yeah, sure, the first time that you do it, you might not get a lot of love. You might not get a lot of attention, but you've just got to keep going with it and build up that network and build up that routine and find your groove and do what works for you. And and I will echo what you said there, Skevy, about choose the platform that works for you. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people that think they have to be on 900 social media channels, which I think is just, it's exhausting. I can't do it. I don't know about yeah. yourself, but I, I'm not even much of a social media user outside of work. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't imagine spending my days literally on my phone looking at social media. I can't, can't do it. So, I mean, is that something that you would say to when people start working with you and they're like, where should I show up? I mean, is that that's something, advice you'd give to people? Yeah, I mean, loyal royal members. Like, I do actually have, like, a whole course level at LinkedIn that help for the assistants so they can understand, like, about being visible on, on LinkedIn. I think, uh, for me personally, um, the best platform for assistants is LinkedIn because that's obviously where most of the uh, corporate and private assistants hang out as well. But, you know, you can connect with assistants on Facebook, Instagram, for all the things not to do with the day job. So, yeah, for me personally, I, I really like LinkedIn because I've always been able to show, like, both professional and personal. Um, you know, and it's like you said, you know, I don't think it is just a business platform because if I was in a networking room now with you, Ashley, and say other people, you're not going to just constantly talk about your business. You're going to ask me, where do you go on holiday? Or what do you do here? Or what do you do there? And that's how I always think of LinkedIn. It's like just a huge networking social media platform. And people should show their personality. And me personally, I like seeing posts of people celebrating their children's achievements or, mm. you know, their pets or they've bought a new house. I, I genuinely just want to see, see people but having a good time, having fun and being their truest selves. Yeah, I love that. I just want people to do good, you know. Oh, totally with you there. Again, it's that being that being human again, isn't it? And, yeah. and showing who you are because again, I want to echo something that you, you said before. It's something that I've said to, to my clients when, when I've been speaking to them. Show up as yourself. Not some super mega avatar version of yourself, because when you do get into the room with somebody or you do get on a Zoom call, there's going to be a disconnect. If you're if you're showing up as some version of yourself and you're not showing up authentically. And and I do want to like just do a side note with that for anybody who's listening that you put out what you feel comfortable putting out. You don't have to put it all warts and all out there. If you feel comfortable doing that, go for it. Because I know some people sometimes are reluctant. It's like, I don't really want, I see people doing personal stuff. I don't want to do it. Well, then don't do what works for you. But 
always do it from a place that's that's aligned with who you are your values and who you really are i think is super important and there was just one thing that i kind of wanted to come back to um regarding labels and things Mm -hmm. like that i've often heard people with the language that they use putting themselves down they'll be sitting there thinking you know what i'm going to do a post on social media and then they say to them but i'm just a va who's going to care or i'm just a pa who's going to care about that and that that word just yeah it is just i i i oh it makes me oh it really does it, it's banned in this house um yeah. but what would you say to them in terms of getting past that and actually saying, you know what, I'm a kick-ass VA and I've got shit to say and I'm going to say it. Well, yeah, pretty much exactly what you just said. I I don't feel like anybody is just, just, you know, Uh, we are all something and we all have, like I said, we all have unique gifts. Um, And if people are saying that you're just an assistant, you need to be having those conversations with them and, and saying, you know, no, I'm not and standing up for yourself in that respect because once you allow people to start having that narrative over who you are you're giving them the power and that and 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 again that dialogue to to say actually yeah i'm content with being called just an assistant and first and foremost we're we're people first and our roles are just a part a part of who we are they don't define who we are and Yes, we've got the skill set of an assistant. I'm absolutely organized to the core. I've got the skill sets of an assistant. I'm definitely not just an assistant. And neither is anybody on any role that they do. You know, you're not just a teacher, Ashley. You've got so much more to you. I'll be the taste of music this question. Sorry, I had to, I had to come back. After, I had to come back for 60. <laughs> well, this is the end of the podcast now. <laughs> this is more than the end of the podcast. <laughs> Credits. This, this, is, this is just the end. Yeah. Um, I'm joking. You know I am. <laughs> I have a dark walk sense of humour. We digress. Yes. <laughs> Well, we, I think we've been well behaved actually in general, um, <laughs> but, but if there were, um, just before we head off, um, into the sunset today, if there are any listeners out there looking for support, um, mm-hmm. do you have any offices of, I do this every time, right. I'm going to do that again. I keep on saying offices instead of offers. Oh, I did okay. that oh, yeah. every, okay, there we go. So I'll, I'll just uh, edit that bit out. So (laughs) if there are any listeners out there looking for support, do you have any offers or services that would be ideal for them? (laughs) Why, thank you. Yes. (laughs) You can go on the paway.co.uk where you can find out all information. If you are an assistant or business support professional, we want you to be celebrated and rewarded. So head over to the website and come join us in our global assistanthood. Uh, LinkedIn is where I hang out and had the pleasure of being introduced to Ashley here. So yeah, see how I did the plug there. Wait, I'm wasted with this level of talent, honestly. And, uh, <laughs> and what can we LinkedIn, say? Instagram and Facebook, the PA way. Yeah. Oh, awesome. and Twitter. Yeah. Awesome, 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 awesome. So it's time for the final question that I ask 
every single guest that joins me here on the Espresso Shot of Confidence. And that is, drum roll please, I don't have the sound effects, but it doesn't matter. Skevy, what is your Espresso Shot of Confidence for our listeners? But in terms of tip, top tip? Top tip, top tip, tip, oh, tip, uh, tip, top. Yes, please. Um, for, for me, for me it's, it's literally trust the process. What will be will be, you know, and just trust the process and, and just be your, be your truest, authentic self. Fan dabby dozy, I love that. Trust the process. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for sharing your, your knowledge, your love of Gary Baldy's and everything with us today. <laughs> insightful and really thought-provoking interview it's been lovely it truly has and a huge thank you to you our awesome listeners wherever you are in the universe that's it for this episode sorry i said we apologize never 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 Okay, so to get notifications of when the latest episodes drop, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this. And all that is left to say now is to have a great day, week, life, year, afterlife, anything. And as always, don't forget to be awesome.